welcome everyone. This is your queen, Tamika Lachey, and this is our Trap Queens podcast, and I am with your lady, Queen V. Uh, we're here today, uh, getting ready for the week. All right. So last week was pretty, what, eventful or uneventful? What was it like last week? Mm, eventful. Had a lot of things going on last week mm-hmm. with family. Okay. You know, those boys, they keep me busy. So. When you say boys, all I see in my head is BR. Because Destin is so cool. No, but now he's, Destin is Mm. running around the house. And he's not actually running because he's not walking, but in that walker. Mm -hmm. He's running in that walker. Mm. So, I mean, now it's like I have two. Watch, for real. (laughs) One to the left, one to the right. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's what I asked for. That's right. And you're equipped. You have it. You can Mm -hmm. do everything you need to do. And, you know, I think back on why a lot of the women, they always said, girl, uh, you're about 40. You're going to have some new kids. And, and, you know, I just wanted to do it so bad. And and now Mm. I think back on those ladies and, like, you know, I should have listened. I'm in that same boat, so I totally (laughs) understand. Totally. Yeah. But, you know, they do keep us young. They do. And I think you're a better parent when you're a little older because you have more life experience. Mm-hmm. So even though it may be a little inconvenient because we've gotten settled in our ways, mm-hmm. I think in the long run, I think for them, they get a more whole person. Exactly. I think if I had my babies when I was real young, I know where I am today in my self-growth and worth. So I can imagine mm-hmm. then not knowing what I know and how that was going to manifest in them later. So exactly, it all works out in the end. And actually, one of my stylists, um, her name is Christine. She's 46. Mm-hmm. And she had a baby. His name is Archangel. He's so cute. Um, but her and her husband, they're thinking about having another one. Wow. And she's 46 because she wants one to grow up with him. Mm-hmm. Now, they have two, a 24 and 26. Right. So this was unexpected. But now they need one to go with them. And I'm like, well, I mean, you're already doing it now. so Right. And it makes sense. It's like any other person or thing on earth, they need to have kind of a partnership. And mm-hmm. especially going to school, it feels different when you're there by yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you have your brother or your sister that you can mm-hmm. say, you know what, it ain't just me. Oh, yeah. It's us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad I had my boys back to back. Yeah. You know. I hear that. Mm-hmm. So who do we have with us today? She's sitting and chilling. Yes. So today we have a special queen. Her name is Queen Misha Cook, a.k.a. Pastor Cook. And she has been a widow for the last eight years. She is a mother of two. Um, she is a Navy vet. She was in the Navy for 22 years. Mm. And she is the founder of Pink Eyes, which is an organization that um, encourages yourself while embracing a survivor. Mm. Um, she is a breast cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. And we have her here today in honor of the Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So welcome, Misha Cook. Hello, hello, oh, welcome, hello. lady. How's everyone doing today? Great. Good, good, good. Uh, also now, Miss Misha is a creme stylist. That's right. Yes, I am. A.K.A. So. Lock Therapy. Exactly. Lock therapy. Mm-hmm. 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 What's your Instagram? Shout it out. It is Lock Therapy by Cookie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look me up and follow me. That's she right. has so many names. We're going to call her Miss Cookie, Pastor Cook, <laughs> uh, Lock Therapist. She's a lot. And she fits all those <laughs> names well. So she's definitely a queen. And we welcome to have her here and in the shop as well. And she is perfect for the trap. Yes, because, she you know, trap, is. We have many what they call hustles. Mm-hmm. Trap it out, baby. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about you. Um, well... 
Uh, my bio pretty much said it all. I am um, Misha Cook. I go by the name of Cookie. I'm the uh, owner of Lock Therapy. Well, I am your lock therapist. And um, I'm also in ministry. Uh, I'm the assistant pastor of the Rock Church in Jenkinsville, South Carolina. Um, and I have a company or incur- where I encourage survivors called Pink Eyes, where it is embracing yourself while uh Encouraging yourself while embracing the survivor, excuse me. And it's basically um, encouraging someone who may be going through the storm um, of losing a loved one um, unexpectedly or um, someone who has probably been on hospice for an extended period of time. So you're kind of expecting it, but it's never easy to to lose someone. So Mm -hmm. you always want to have someone there. And I want to be that person that's there to encourage them, let let them know that it's not the end of the world. that life is not over, that they, while you can't get over death, um, things can happen and people can be placed in your life to help you deal with that loss. Mm-hmm. Creating that circle, huh? Absolutely. Oh, that yeah, village, absolutely. you need it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what helps a lot of people get through things is when you have someone mm-hmm. to go through it with, right. no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate you and all the efforts you're um, making to um bridge the gap and to turn your pain into power um, considering that you're going through so much within yourself you're still creating an organization to help others in spite of so that to me is what makes you a, a phenomenal person because everybody can't reach beyond that pain to help someone else yes. most of us get consumed in what we're going through mm-hmm. and have a, a pity party and we just stay there but for you to take that pain and say you know what I'm going to turn this to power. I'm going to help somebody else and under- help them understand what I've been through. Yes. Um, so I appreciate that in so many ways. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Mm-hmm. It means a lot um, because sometimes you you may get weary and well-doing, but it's mm. always good to have someone who actually appreciate what you do. And just, you know, from time to time, some people, someone says, you know, thank you for what you do. It just, it just helps you to continue to go on mm-hmm. doing what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you wonder if, if your work is in vain or, you know, are you being effective in your walk or in your life or in, in what you've set out to do and to just have someone to just a random person just come and say, you know what, I see what you're doing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It means everything to a person that's going, trying to do the right thing, if you will. Exactly. So well, let me be the one you. to tell you, I see you, girl. Thank you, girl. I see you, girl. Thank you're glowing you so up much. over there. You're glowing up <laughs> over there. Yes, <You> smile. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, we're going to get right on into it today. We're going to get into the meat of it because, you know, we got to keep this chain going. So That's right. Um, we have a question of the week, and the question is going to be for you because you're our special guest. So okay. as right. I mentioned earlier, um, you are a widow. Yes, and, I am. And um, when you first had your first bout with cancer, um, you had a spouse. So now it's a little bit different. Correct. And um, you may go into the dating world. So I want to know what does that feel like and look like to approach dating now that your body looks a little different? Um, first and foremost, a lot of times women, uh, we're more concerned about our bodies than, than a man. Mm-hmm. Um, they do look at certain aspects of a woman, but at the end of the day, for a long uh, a, a relationship that will have longevity in it, they don't necessarily look at the body. So I try to give them uh, the unadulterated true Misha, mm-hmm. if you will, um, the true cookie, um, and just if that's what they're looking for, if that's what they uh, aspire to have in a relationship, then then it is what it is. Um, I can't, I can't be more than who I'm not. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, it does. Um, so I just, you know, although I will not have the nice breast, the perky breast to present to a man, I want him to see my inner beauty, mm-hmm. vice my outer beauty. Okay, and I think that's far more um, important 
to any individual, not necessarily a man or someone you're dating, but to any real friend or what have you, they want to enter you. Mm-hmm. What you have to bring to the table, mm-hmm. um, how can how you can encourage them and and just get through life. Because guess what? When you're going through the storm, when you're going through problems and stuff, I don't care how big your breasts are, how big your booty are, how small your waist is, it will never get you through a problem. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If a man is going to cheat, he's going to cheat regardless of how big your breast or your booty is. That's right mm-hmm. now. So, you know, just be your inner, allow your inner self to shine out, uh, to be the unadulterated you at all times. That should be your goal. And that's my goal mm-hmm. moving forward in dating. Well, that was good advice, not just for what you're going through, but for like in life, period. So thank you for that comment um, and that answer, because I was looking at it purely from a physical standpoint, thinking of, in my mindset, like, what would I do and how would I feel? And I think. The maturity in you allowed me to give the best response. That is mm-hmm. really not about that. Right. So thank you so much for You're bringing me back in line to remind myself <laughs> what it's really all about. Right, right. <laughs> so thank you. Well, I'm a witness. It's not about that because I have a cousin, skinny, no breasts, and she got a lot of men. <laughs> so I know they don't care about that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I hear you. But, you know, in the way we're living today, everything, um, especially social media and how things are presented, it's a lot about how you look. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in the world where no plastic surgery is on the rise mm-hmm. with everybody. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, just wanted to know how she felt about that, and she answered wonderfully. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think that's, that is a lot of women's biggest fear when they hear breast cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they've had them, I guess, all of their adult life, and, you know, knowing that one day something could happen and they'd be removed and that's why I tell a lot of women, you know, a lot of women, they, you know, when someone says something about a woman showing her cleavage, it's like, let her enjoy her cleavage as long as she can. You don't know mm-hmm. how long she's going to have that. That's mm-hmm. right. There's some women who never shown it and end up getting cancer and just never get a chance to. Mm-hmm. So I tell any women now, you know, as long as you're not, you know, you know, hurt, offending anybody, doing something crazy, a little cleavage that doesn't hurt anybody, enjoy it because mm-hmm. you don't know. I had a sister that had both cut off. Mm-hmm. So I tell them, enjoy yourself. Right. You know? Absolutely. And oh. I just think that cancer, excuse me, I just think that cancer, having cancer, um, being that this is my second battle, I think it's just, it's, when people hear the word cancer, they think it's a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm an optimistic person, uh, hence when I, was diagnosed a second time, my question was, how can I encourage somebody through this? What is, mm. what is the real purpose for me having this cancer? Like, who who did I not reach before that mm-hmm. I'm now reaching? And mm. I'm every day I see different people who are empowered by, you know, me telling them I have cancer and they have a sad face and I'm smiling. Mm-hmm. And they say, why are you, why are you smiling? I, and I tell them because I know I'm going to beat this. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. I'm beat. This is round two mm-hmm. of, of a ministry, round mm-hmm. two of, of empowering other women who have low self-esteem, who feels as if, you know, they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And with me bald-headed and, and, and breastless, mm-hmm. I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. I am I am enough. Oh, girl. You, know, I'm you, better, enough. you better say That's that right. thing. You know? You know what? That's it's right. funny you say that because every time I see you in the shop, you 
totally baffled me because I don't expect you to be as happy as you are considering what you're going through. And when I first see you every day, I kind of go into this moment of like, oh, Misha. And then immediately you show me, ain't no all oh, Misha, because right. you come around popping, smiling, <laughs> laughing, joking. It's exactly. like, this woman, this ain't touching her at all. So I know right. that you're covered by the blood and that he going to bring you through because the way you're handling it is so amazing. Mm -hmm. it, it, I mean, Thank the strength in, to be able to do that is something I don't know where God get, where, it, where it comes from, but I know it comes from him because the way you're handling it is not like the usual. Right. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that too because I haven't seen you day one sad down. I've seen you a little bit tired, which is understandable, mm -hmm. but as, as far as your mood and your temperament, no, it hasn't been touched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I look at it as I'm on a mission. Amen. I'm on a mission to do what number one God has me to do and to not do it um and to do it flawlessly for him mm. and not do it um with a with a, a spirit of fakeness. I, I don't like fakeness. Um, if I'm in pain, I'm in pain. If I'm, if I'm having a bad day, I'm having a bad day. But again, this is not a death sentence. Mm -hmm. It's a okay. mission. Amen. You know, and, I, and I know that um, all of my sisters and my brothers in the shop and uh, in, in other areas that I, that I, um, that I'm, that I'm at or what have you, a church or what have you, we're all fighting together. And it means so much to, to have a village, not only to raise our children, but to have a village to go through the storms that you're going through. You, know, right. you never know uh, how people are looking at you and they're being encouraged by what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're moving or what have you. So I'm glad to have you guys on my team, mm -hmm. if you will. We see you glowing up now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In the midst of the storm, God got you glowing Absolutely. anyway. Thank so you. that's how Thank I know you. this is destiny and that you want to use the opportunity to make sure you get it right and you hit every person you're supposed to hit. So God ain't got to allow you to go through this anymore. It's going to be the last battle. Amen. I received it. Mm -hmm. I received it. Well, in my statistics, I was looking at some things about breast cancer. And one thing I found is it states that one in every eight women will develop breast cancer at some point in their lifetime. And there's a lot of things that we do um, every day that affects those chances, the risk of getting breast cancer. Um, during your battles, what's one thing that you have learned that you would want to share with someone that you were doing before that, you, that was actually aiding in the risk of cancer? Like, for example, they say that smoking. Well, mm -hmm. aid in the risk of cancer. What's one thing that she was doing in Europe everyday habits that you know now that you would do different because it was a it could aid in um could have been a risk. factor. Exactly. Stress. Hmm. Stress. They say that's definitely high up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stress. A lot of times, um, we as black women, we deal with a lot of things mm -hmm. and we can be completely stressed out and not even know it. You know, we just we we are equipped to just do what we have to do to get the job done, you mm -hmm. know. And a lot of times we neglect ourselves. Yes. Um, trying to make sure that everybody's good. Are you good? Your children are good. Your spouses are good. People around you in your immediate circle, that they're good. Even our family, make sure our family's good. And we, a lot of times, unbeknownst to us, we're neglecting ourselves. And that stress, that, that could cause stress on your body. Mm -hmm. Worrying about everybody else. Um, can cause stress on your body. So I do believe that um, the things that I've been going through for the last two or three years um, has definitely contributed to me um, having cancer, again, being re-diagnosed with cancer, coming out of remission. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good one. Um, I did with a study, too, in 2012. They were indicating that stress is a high factor for um, for, for, for getting breast cancer. Um and people don't understand that stress lowers the immune system. 
Right. So it becomes a portal for not just breast cancer, but any disease to come into your body because mm-hmm. that stress factor is lowering your immune system in a way that is causing disease to come in. If you're not doing anything to combat that and you're not getting any type of mental clarity or peace within yourself, mm-hmm. it's just compounding and compounding and compounding. Right. So, yes, definitely um, we as black women and all women need to definitely figure out a way to have some more peace and mental clarity so that we can have some um, some quiet time within ourselves and really know when we're stressed because, as she exactly. said, a lot of us go about every day in this survival mode and don't even realize we're in stress. Exactly. We're we in, in a traumatic situation, don't even know it, just functioning. They think this is life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing I think when I listen to you talk, um, my mother passed when I was 13, mm-hmm. and um, I know that in our body we all have a hundred trillion cell um, cells, and I mean cancer. Like hers was found on one spot in her brain, mm-hmm. so it takes one cell mm-hmm. to be contaminated. You don't know where it's going to be, but the fact that she had it, and I don't know because we were young, because I was like thirteen, my sister was eleven, my brother was ten, and she didn't say anything to us. I didn't know anything about it, but when I got older, in my 20s, my uncle out in Reno, he told me that my mother had told him to take care of Tamika. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure you look out for Tamika. Of mm-hmm. course, I'm her oldest, so my brother and sister, they have their own father. But He was my stepfather, but he was with my mother until she passed. So I guess he said she, she told him to look out for Tamika because she knew that my stepfamily was not my real family. Mm-hmm. So, and he told me this, like I said, in my 20s. And so I'm like, so she knew that she could possibly pass away. Why didn't she tell that to me? And so I know I'm a mother now, so... From some aspects, some mothers don't want their children to worry. But I know that I was smart enough where if she would have said it to me, I wish she would have said it to me because then I would have did a little things a more, you know, a little different. I would have maybe stayed with her more, talked to her more. I would have. I probably wouldn't have wanted to leave her, and I would have gotten to know her more. I would have got all my questions answered. I would ask her like so much stuff, and then so it's like me. What if I, you know, what if the shoe is on my, you know, I I have to wear that shoe one day Mm -hmm. and then I have children and it's like, I know I will sit them down and I would talk to them. Like, I feel it's selfish if you do not talk to your children because you don't know how smart they are. And so I wish you would have had talked to us. So I would sit my children down. I would talk to them. I will prepare them. Because if you don't prepare your children, of course, we all think we're going to beat it, you know. Everybody do, and everybody want to beat it, but you got to always know that what if you don't? Mm-hmm. Right. So you got to put things in place, you know, for your children. Like, who do you want them to be with? Just different things like that. Yeah. yeah. So how do you talk? How are you talking to your children? I have, um, I have a 14-year-old, and I have an 8-year-old. Mm-hmm. And um, my first battle was keeping it hush hush don't tell anybody you could get through it um and I kept it from my mama for a long for a long time mm-hmm. and I saw um how it hurt her trying to protect her I was actually hurting her so you're absolutely right um so this time around I sat my son down and I told him first I gave him all of the information that I felt he needed to know I told him you know that I will be uh taking chemo and radiation I will have a double mastectomy, um, removing both of my breasts. Um, and there's going to be some some sick days. Um, 
And it's a possibility that I may not make it through. But I, I trust and I told him I say, but I'm not I'm not, you know, looking forward to dying or not winning this battle. But I just want to let you know anything is possible. Um and any and this cancer could go any direction. Uh so I did prepare him. I told him everything that he needs to know in the event of my demise. Uh it was really hard. It was emotional. Um and at first he he kind of like was nonchalant about it, but like once it started to register, he would come back and ask me questions. And even now, he'll come back and ask me periodic, you know, he'll come back periodically and ask me questions as to, well, mom, uh, he told me the other day, mom, I don't want to do a funeral for you. He's like, I just want to bring all your friends and family around and we just have a party for you. And I said, that's fine. He's like, Ma, because like, like a funeral is for church people. <laughs> and all of your friends aren't church people. <laughs> I was like, you know, you're right. <laughs> and so he was like, you know, I think we should have like a big, a big old cookout and have mm. a DJ there and just have fun because you're, you're a lively person. You yeah. like to have a good time. Mm-hmm. You like to joke around and have fun. He said, now the church people, they can come. Mm-hmm. But he said, only the real, only your real friends need to be there because you always said, Everybody that go to church aren't, aren't who they mm-hmm. say they are, as it, as it is in the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do talk to him. Um, I'm telling my 8-year-old from time to time, you know, I'm just, you can't give her all of it at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so piece by piece, I'm telling you, you know, mommy has breast cancer, baby. And she's like, yes, ma'am. You know, and I'm like, you know. Well, she don't really. She don't really understand right. it, no. But I, I try to find little things online, you know, and talk to her about it. When I have my surgery, when I have my mastectomy, I'm going to show them my incisions. Uh, once my meta, my metaport is put in next week, I'm going to show them the incision where my metaport is put in. So they'll be in there step by step as I go through the through the process. So that's something they put in before? Yes, a metaport is um, it's a medical box that they put inside your chest. It's, mine will be placed on my right-hand side. And it's a tubing that goes up, across and down about an inch from my heart. Mm-hmm. And they administer chemo through that, mm-hmm. through that box. So chemo is like a medicine? Chemo, mm-hmm. yes. Chemo is a, um, it's an intravenous med um, that goes through your body. It kills all the good cells, the bad cells, everything in your body, uh, your follicles. It clo- cut, kills everything. Um, hence why your hair comes out um, and hair comes out everywhere. Um Anything that, like, your immune system is basically shut down, like, everything is killed during the time of chemo. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you don't know what what the cancer is actually attacking, if it's the good or the bad. So it kills everything. I don't understand the science behind chemo at all. It's almost like the vaccines. Like I just, I hear it, but it's like you're killing everything, the good yeah. and the bad. Yeah, it's a chemical mm-hmm. treatment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know it's very toxic and, and all is. those things. And I, I know they have the science behind it that says it works. But every time I hear it, I always, I gasp like, you're killing the good too. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's a part of the process. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Queen, while we're here, I just wanted to say I did see you getting emotional over there, <laughs> and I wanted to encourage you because I think that at the time in which your mom passed away, she she probably didn't know how to um, approach it, and she probably thought that she was protecting you. Mm-hmm. So I want you to really think about it in a positive light that all things work how they're supposed to work, mm-hmm. and you don't always know why people do what they do, but I believe that it was to 
protect you and to love you a different kind of way. And she may not have the proper channels to tell you and do as Misha did with her kids and really break mm-hmm. it down. So I don't want you to have that on your heart where you feel any type of um, negativity from that because I really believe she was trying to protect you in her mm-hmm. own way. So think about it as an as a, a offer of love from her. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to speak with her. Amen. As soon as I get up there. <laughs> Mama, I got to talk to you about something. I got to talk to you about one thing. <laughs> and then when you look at your life, uh, Tamika, it's like, you know, although you didn't get everything that you wanted from your mom, mm-hmm. I'm sure that any family member that looks at you, they, they see your mom all over again. Like the way you carry yourself, the heart that you have. I mean, because your heart is, is mm-hmm. a goal. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you've ever met a stranger i don't think you've ever Mm -mm. turned down someone that came to you Mm -mm. for help um you're just that type of queen that that's always welcoming people with open arms and if it's anything you could do to help you do that and i'm sure that's that's the residue of what your mom Mm -hmm. left in you you know what she placed in you and while it's a short amount of time that's all that god needed to to implant Mm -hmm. those things in you and you're very you're mm, you're going to have me emotional. Yes. You're a phenomenal woman. Yes. Thank you. You are a phenomenal Thank woman. You. And, you know, although you're younger than me, I look up to you. Mm. <laughs> I look up to you. And, yeah. I, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> That's a bad queen right mm. there. You know, <laughs> because your accomplishments, um, your love, the way you spend time with people, it speaks in volumes. Mm-hmm. It speaks in volumes. And honestly, I just pray that whatever it is your mom placed in you, whatever influences you had through life that I could just have 10% of that to place into the people I come to contact with Amen. just 10% of it because it's, it's great. And it's so great. You don't need it all. You thank know, you. I thank just need you. a little of it. Yep. Thank you. And I think I, I'll be like, okay, God, you could take me now. Cause I've done just enough. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, queen. You're welcome. That's right. Trap out. Got to turn that thing around. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So we're definitely going to, um, Continue to talk about breast cancer and things mm-hmm. that we can do. And in my research, I found some things that was surprising that um, increased the risk of breast cancer. Um, a few of those things, of course, we talked about, of course, is stress. Um, smoking is mm-hmm. is not good in any any sense, but it affects those who are smoking and secondhand smoke. Mm-hmm. So that's very important to know. Also, milk. Mm-hmm. They found that milk, low-fat, high-fat milk, period, cow mm-hmm. milk, um, as of 2019, has been found that it increases the risk of breast cancer. We give our babies milk. Yeah. So that's something to think about. Um, permanent hair dyes and mm. hair straighteners. Mm. 2012, they found mm. out that that is um, a cause of increasing breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So they say it does not affect black women more than white women as women across the board. But when I hear that statistic, I know majority of hair straighteners are used by African-Americans. Definitely. Mm. We use a lot of hair dyes. Mm. So it's something that we have to really um, begin to look into to look into, and begin to be more preventative. You know what I'm saying? Go to our yearly exams. If you're 50 years old, get your mammograms. Like we have to begin to um, not wait till it happens to us, be ahead of the game, be proactive and not reactive because it's something that the longer it's there and we don't know about it, mm-hmm. the worse it gets and it begins to take other, attack other parts of our body. Mm-hmm. So early detection with this is key. Um, physical activity. They find that if you're somebody who has a sedentary lifestyle, you're at a higher risk and need you to move. You should be moving at least 30 minutes a day in some capacity. Not necessarily out here doing a 4K run, but something to move your body every day. Yes, yes. And that diet. Again, if you have a high-fatty diet, people don't realize that high-fat, it um, helps to produce estrogen, 
which actually fuels or feeds the tumor. So if you're out here eating all kinds of foods, all kinds of carbs, a high-fat diet, it actually puts you at a higher risk for breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So it behooves you to be more aware about what you're putting in your body, what you're putting on your body, and how we treat our body because it has so many effects, physical, mental effects on us that um, not only affect us but affect our family if we become affected by breast cancer. So just want to talk about the statistics, what we can do and how we can be better and try to prevent this disease or at least slow it up if we can because it's affecting so many women every day. And to me, hearing about the milk is like, wow. Exactly. They tell you one years old, give your child whole milk. Mm-hmm. So at this point, my, my brain is turning like, okay, whole milk is out of the question. No, I drink almond milk. Me too. Me too. Um, also, they said that caffeine and chocolate is an issue. Mm-hmm. It helps to um, become a high risk for um, increase the risk of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So we just have to be more aware of what we're doing with our body and what we're putting in our body. Also, that's why a lot of people don't eat meat mm. because the same way we have cells that mm-hmm. carry cancer, animals do too. Yep, and we're consuming them. We are, and yep. you don't know what chop house <laughs> chop that that meat up. Yeah. It, and one thing that um, I want you guys to know about those chop houses, um, some of the animals, when they go in there to get those animals, some of them may have died overnight. They will still take those animals, put them in the mm-hmm. number with the rest, yep. cut them up. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that animal died of. It's not like they just killed it right mm-hmm. then and there. Correct. If they find them dead on the floor, they're not going right. to toss them. There's no autopsy, they, though, yeah. to find out they're, what they're yes, right. exactly. <laughs> they're still going to cut them up and add them mm. in the pack with everything else. Mm. So just be aware of that. If, if you are a meat eater like myself, just try to minimize it until one day you don't even need it. Or try to, you know, at least start taking out certain meats. And it, I mean, eventually maybe you can get down to a vegetarian state. But if not, begin to take out those meats that are hard, hard to digest. The beef, we already know it takes weeks, months for that to do. A pork has its own ailments. So begin to take some of those things out or eat them in moderation. Because mm-hmm. I think our bodies are designed to have them every day anyway. I mean, it takes too long to break them down. So we just have to be more aware of what we put in our bodies. Exactly. And care about ourselves in a way that we want to um, change our habits because it, the long-term effects of them. So. Really? So, Miss Misha? Yes, ma'am. Because this is your fight and your battle that you're winning and doing so well at, what would be your final thing that you want to leave with our guests today um, in reference to breast cancer and how they can glow up and be better? Uh, what I want to let them know is um, one thing you need to keep in mind if you find yourself having to battle cancer is keep a positive mindset. Uh Mind over matter. I'm retired military, as you all know. And sometimes your mind can kill you before anything else. Mm. So keep a positive mindset. Uh, speak speak life into dead situations. Speak life into your battle. I'm going to make it. I mm-hmm. got this. Um, I'm designed for this. I'm created for this. Um, this, this is a test, and it's going to turn into a testimony. You just have to stay optimistic uh, throughout your battle or, or just be optimistic for anyone who you know who's going to the through the battle. Don't be sad for them. Always encourage and have a positive word. Be your authentic self. Be your good self. Pour love into them and happiness into them. Mm-hmm. And they'll make it. They'll make it. Thank you so much, Ms. Misha, for that. We really appreciate you being here today. <laughs> yes. And we always yes. close out with a challenge. Go ahead, baby. So what is our challenge for this week? The challenge this week is to find an organization that supports breast cancer yes. awareness and support 
whatever that looks like to you, whether it be joining the walk, joining the donation group, mm-hmm. um, whatever it looks like, you support that organization um, for real. Not just talk about it, be about it. That's right. And if you don't have anything in your area, you start something. That's right. Start something. All right. So this ends our episode for your Trap Queens podcast. I am your queen, Tamika Lachey. I am Queen V. And we're out. All right. You can reach us at Instagram, creme de la creme SC, or also hit us up on our email at queens at trapqueensc.com. Yes, yes, yes. Trap Queens. Trap Queens. See you next week. <laughs>